Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Menares. I believe that we all need a space to speak our authentic truth, as well as a space to hear the truths of real and vulnerable people so that we can better understand that we are not alone. Hearing the experiences of others encourages us to step into the light in our own lives. It is through owning our stories and learning to speak our truth that we are able to grow and rise above the challenges we face and step into the full power of all we were created to be. You will hear many topics discussed in this space with people from all over the world. We hope that you feel welcomed into a community of growth and that this space will invite you to uncover the absolute greatness that is already inside of you. Oh, and don't forget, check out all the We Podcast episodes as well as the We Spot blog over at thewespot.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey girl, it's me. You're listening to episode number 76, Quarantined Moms, The Juggle is Real. In this episode, I get to chat with Heather Williams, Amy Norris, and Juliet Sakasagawa, who are all a part of the We Spot blog and We Spot community. We're talking all about being quarantined while being a mom and navigating this new normal. We hope this episode brings you encouragement, validation, and comfort during this uncertain time. Our goal is to help you understand that you are not alone and that we are all in this together. Also, hop on over to the We Spot in Facebook and find out all about our weekly Zooms that we're doing and an opportunity for us all to get connected face to face and support each other and be present with each other in that way. We would love to have you join us in that space. So I can't wait for you to hear this episode. If you have any ideas on topics you would like us to cover in the future, please send me a message. Let me know. I would really love to hear from you. I would really love to know what you would find comforting and helpful during this time. So here we go. Let's dive in. Welcome to this episode of the We Podcast. I'm really excited for our episode today. I have some amazing ladies here with me, and we are going to do my favorite style of podcast, which is a roundtable approach, just talking about all of the things that are going on right now, having our kids home, juggling Everything from our homes is really, I think, the topic of today and how we're feeling about that, um, how we're each dealing with it. I think it's just really important for us to have an open conversation about this. And so I'm really excited to have Amy Norris and Heather Williams and Juliet Sakasagawa here with me. And Can't wait for you all to hear from them as well. Uh, Ladies, do you want to just pop on quickly and say hello? Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hey. Yay. (laughs) All right. So let's dive in. I guess I'll start us off with how I'm feeling and 
Oh, I have to take a deep breath actually before I start to go into it. That's really how I'm feeling. <laughs> I, I'm feeling right now like I don't quite know how to juggle everything, like uh, having my child home 24 7. Well, my, both of my kids are here, but you know, my daughter is self sufficient. <laughs> being an adult. <laughs> Luckily, she helps me a lot with my son. But I think learning how to balance having him home, having to work at the same time, having to bring in an income, and then also balancing needing to take time for myself and care for myself and also do the 50,000 things around the house that need to be done. I'm feeling like this is, everybody's saying this is supposed to be a time of rest and I, I am sleeping better. I'll say that I'm getting more sleep than I normally do, but I'm not feeling like, I'm not feeling the, the restfulness personally. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and feeling super guilty, I will add, for how much time my son is spending on video games. That's like eating me up. <laughs> yeah. So how about you ladies? What, what are your thoughts on what's going on? Where are you at right now? I'll go next. Uh, this is Heather and I am still working for the most part. I manage a distribution center uh, production team. And so even though the state of Colorado is currently shut down. Uh, we have an exemption. And so my team is still working. And I was having a hard time compartmentalizing everything because I have to be the boss in the work environment and then come home and be the boss of my family too. And um, last week, it started to take a toll on me. Um, they're, they're, I'm questioning my personal stance on things versus uh, my professional hat that I have to wear. And there was some misalignment going on for me. And so I uh, was pretty honest with my leadership team um, at my job. And we, we fortunately have a very, very supportive culture. And so um, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to take some time uh, and work from home over the next couple of days, if I so choose. And right now, because of the exemption, my work team is on a volunteer basis. So everybody that's working right now wants to be there. And then my teen daughter has pretty much been fending for herself. She's a sophomore in high school and she's been home for two weeks now, primarily on spring break, but it kind of turned into an extended spring break. We're getting ready to get her ramped up today actually for the online learning program. She's pretty much on like a summer vacation right now for her. Mm -hmm. She's just like anxious to get out of the house, but we haven't had any structure no rules um, other than I've asked her to help with a couple of home projects, uh, cleaning the basement, organizing her room. Um, but I've pretty much just kind of been the least structured with her that I've ever been. And I think it's just because I don't have the capacity to deal with it right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she's kind of loving it and she's eating whatever she wants, whenever she wants and waking up whenever she wants. And it's kind of freed up that space for me to be able to deal with my own things that I have going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes me feel a little better that you have no structure because I don't either. <laughs> yeah. This is temporary. I just keep reminding myself of that. This is temporary and I have to choose what I am trying to control versus what I actually can control. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. 
this is Juliet. And I, so I have three fairly young children, 11, eight, and five, who they've all been home now for two weeks. We're going to start our third week tomorrow. And my husband has also been home for those two weeks, but my husband and I are both working. My husband works full time. So he, and he needs to keep working, even though he's working from home. Um, he, he has to work his full hours. And I usually work during the hours that my kids are at school. So that's changed a lot for me because now they're not at school. And I feel, I actually feel very fortunate that in some ways, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that don't have work right now. And my work has been kind of overflowing because the nature of my work is that people need support. Mm -hmm. And so I've had people reaching out to me wanting extra sessions with me and extra support. And so I want to give that. And I also have to figure out how to make time for my, my children who are home. The balance of it all has been really interesting because on the one hand, so, so far our school district, our school district is not actually starting official, official online learning until April 27th. Oh my um, gosh. Wow. Yeah. They, st- our spring break is supposed to be this coming week. And then after this coming week, they're starting like the trial run of online learning. And then it's going to be like official April 27th. But up until now, so I've been home for two weeks with my kids. And because they're young, they do need some structure. But I also, I'm a very, I really strongly believe that this is a strange and uncertain time. And we can't expect normal things during a strange and uncertain time. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I feel like, like forcing my kids to do normal stuff is not really fair. Like they're experiencing all of this too and everything is really weird for them. So for me, it's been this balance of trying to give them some structure, but also allowing for them to have time to be, to, to recognize that it's weird and it's different and it's okay to be kind of, to be really flexible right now. And you know, one thing my husband, I don't know what everyone will think of this, but one thing my husband and I have done is we have a candy bowl in our house that we normally don't let the kids have, like it's normally put away. And we just got it out and we're like, you can eat as much candy as you want. It's there and you can have it. And when you want it, you can eat it. And if you don't want it, you don't have, like, it's just there. And it's been sort of this experiment in a way of like, let's just let people do what they need, like have what they need right now. And to see what happens. (laughs) So we've been doing that with the candy. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and then we, but we've been keeping bedtime structured, for example, like they still need to go to bed at their bedtime. Um, So certain things are structured and certain things aren't. And we've just been kind of playing with that. And we're, and I'm having my kids read every day uh, for, you know, 30 minutes at least and do a little bit of schoolwork every day. So, but then they've had a ton of time on, on screens and all Mm -hmm. of that. So, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) For me, it's felt like a really busy time, though. I have not felt like it's restful or relaxing. It has felt really, really busy for me, just in balancing everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe because we're in similar lines of work, I think, too, I'm feeling like work is more busy in a lot of ways than it typically feels. 
but I love that. It got, it gets me thinking. There's a couple of themes I'm seeing right now. And one is letting it be like, whatever that is, just letting it be. And I love my sleep schedule right now. Cause we stay up late and then we get to sleep in, which I probably should move to Europe. Cause I think that's how they do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. I love it. I wish I could continue it. But so like with the candy, Julia, and just letting it be whatever it is, just, and I think Heather said it too, like letting her do whatever she does. And I think that's, that's huge. It's, it's really interesting too. I'm sure to see how things kind of unfold when we just let things go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just don't have the capacity to try to control another thing. And so I think that that's, there's a valuable lesson here for me. So much of our life is this made up, you know, these made up rules and structure and control. And we literally cannot control this. We can't control what's happening. We have no idea what's going to happen next. And so kind of surrendering and accepting and just being okay with whatever's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is Amy. I feel like I'm, I'm there. I'm not trying to control things. I have a husband who has, uh, has to travel for work because he's a necessity business. He's in Sacramento right now. We're in Colorado. My daughter's in North Carolina. Um, she decided to stay. So she has an off-campus apartment in college. And then it's me and my son, who's also a sophomore and he's an outside guy. So he's outside a lot. And then there's me and I work from home. So not a lot has changed. I also work in a nonprofit and we specialize in, you know, people needing support. So we're also very busy. So I think my challenge is managing my needs around like, like I have to catch myself. Oh, you know, we're not all together. How do I feel about that? Or, oh my gosh, do I feel guilty because I, am I working too much or, you know, just all that kind of stuff. I don't feel like, I feel like I have structure for me. And then I worry, oh my gosh, does everyone else have the structure they need in their life? And um, so that's kind of where I am right now. It's just like a, it's weird. I think things feel super heavy emotionally. So I think we're all probably tired from that too. So um, it's a lot to, to wrap like the mind around. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm all over the board. Like I feel very grounded in myself, but then, then uh, yeah, I'm we just have all these circling parts in our family right now. Like not everybody's together or or are you, you know, I don't know. It's just, that's where I am right now. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you bringing up. Yeah. That I realize I don't, yeah, don't have control right now. So I'm just sitting in that like, okay, yeah, I get up. I'm hungry. I probably should have some breakfast or, Oh, (laughs) Hey, the sun's out. Does anyone want to go take a walk? Like I, you know, just trying to bring it in like real simplistically. Mm -hmm. Mm That's sort of where I am. So yeah. I can relate to being all over the place and my emotions and feelings have been changing so much just throughout even one day I'll wake. And I'm just really mindful of like, this is how I'm feeling right now in this moment. And it's might not be that way five minutes from now, but when it, when it's a low, it's like, it's not going to be like this five minutes from now either. <laughs> I don't know if five minutes is, is fair, but, but literally like I can tell myself, you know, I'm feeling really down right now or upset or frustrated or anxious, but I know that in an hour I won't like, I'll feel okay again because that's just how it's been. And same thing with the letting go of control. Like we, 
I can't even control that right now. You know, it's just let the feelings come and being aware of them and also knowing everyone else in my family is experiencing all these feelings too. And kind of letting, like I was saying before, it's such a weird circumstance. We just can't expect anything normal right now. So it's okay if we're having all these different experiences and different feelings and mm-hmm. we're up and down. I mean, I guess that's okay all the time, really, but yeah. <laughs> especially right now, right? And yeah, and, and you were saying, Sarah, about feeling guilty and not, and I've absolutely had moments of feeling guilty, but I'm also just really giving myself grace, I think, in this time because we've never experienced this before. So how are we supposed to know what we're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Right. My daughter's teacher had a a parent meeting yesterday on Zoom and something that she said that was really helpful. And I know that not all teachers are in the same situation right now, but what she said to us was distance learning is not the same as homeschool. So don't feel like you have to be homeschooling. Like with the distance learning, it's, it's still the teacher's job to be supporting. And so, and she's amazing. And she's saying to us like, I'm, I'm here to teach your kids. I know I can't be physically with them. So you're the ones that are physically with them, but really lean on me and, and use me. And I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I love that. And grace is something I have to continually come back to over and over again. I realized for myself that I, my constant battle within myself is holding myself way too, to way too high of a standard. I have way too high of expectations, I think for myself and the kind of mom I'm supposed to be, the kind of friend I'm supposed to be, the kind of helper I'm supposed to be that for, you know, so guilt is one that creeps in so easily for me. And I think part of that too, is the way I was parented growing up. Things were very like guilt was how you controlled people. You know what I mean? You make them feel guilty and then they do what you want them to do. And so I think, I think that like, so Logan has been playing, he, he got Xbox live, which I said I would never do. So let's talk about this. Like I have, what things are you doing? Maybe that you said you'd never do. <laughs> and he also has a game right now that I said he would not have. And so I've given in, in these areas, but he's sitting there talking, you know, playing a game with like six of his friends and laughing and talking to them. And I'm like, okay, so it's worth it to me, like for him to have that interaction with them still. And he doesn't have a phone. He doesn't have all the ways that we have to connect with other people. And that's his only means really of connecting So I have to talk myself through that, like, and not get stuck in the feeling guilty. Like I said, I would never do this, but that's a really good lesson too, because we really shouldn't say we're never going to do something. (laughs) (laughs) So, so the thing that I did that I never thought I would do, I bought Uncrustables for my kids. (laughs) You know, I have, I have a teeny tiny pantry. I don't really eat pantry food. We live off of fruits and vegetables and fresh food. And so the hardest part for me, the biggest change in my life has been food and, and figuring out a balance of 
um, you know, non-perishables and healthy versus not healthy and realistic what's available in the stores. And since JC is here by herself most of the time, and she has a tendency to just want to grab things and eat on the fly, she's a grazer. I was like, oh, what would, what's something that she would be shocked by and like feel totally seen and loved by? And so I bought her food that she would normally only have at her dad's house. And she was so excited. So she has Uncrustables at my house right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Can That's, I have that one? That is awesome. <laughs> I was like, I was embarrassed to have it in my cart at the store. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Nobody look at my Uncrustables. <laughs> Self-judgment. <laughs> Yes. In the pandemic. Oh gosh. I'm not going to lie. I actually ate one of them and it was pretty yummy. <laughs> they are yummy. <laughs> yeah. My stomach hurt afterwards, but it was delicious. I've never had an Uncrustable. I just, I'm just speechless right now. I don't, yeah, I can't contribute. <laughs> no, I, I feel like I want to share something that, so I think that all three of you might know this. I don't know because I've written about it a little bit, but I've just in the past six months, become really, really passionate about intuitive eating. And I'm getting certified as an intuitive eating counselor. And that's something that I'm working on. But I am, so that learning about intuitive eating has absolutely changed my life. And I'm not going to turn this into like a conversation about intuitive eating. But what I want to say is that that learning for me has been so valuable in this situation. Because if I, I would have said, uh, a year ago, I would have said, I will never leave a bowl of candy out for my children to just eat as much candy as they want whenever they want. And now in this situation, because of all of my learning about intuitive eating, I've completely changed the way that I look at food 100% and the way that I look at my own body and the way that I look at the whole situation. And that, And a lot of people I know right now are struggling in this situation with food and feeling like, I shouldn't be eating this or I should be eating that or I can't get what I want or whatever. And I'm in a really peaceful place with food. And it's, it's just, I'm, it's really interesting to me how that came at this time to almost prepare me for this situation is what I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then I, what I'm hearing is so many different people, so many people are like, yeah, I never would have had this, but now I'm having that now or yep. you know, lots of feelings about food. in this Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. We always have candy out. Like we have this big bowl thing. I don't, it's, it's like a pot. It's huge. Mm -hmm. And anytime we get candy, we put it inside there and it's a free for all and nobody ever eats it. It's like, yeah. I end up having to throw it away at some point because it's old and yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think, I think that is an important conversation because food has so much to do with us comforting ourselves right now too. And I read a meme yesterday. It said like, make sure you're putting your jeans on every now and then because your pajama pants will make you feel like everything's okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I need to put on some jeans. <laughs> <laughs> but funny. no, it's true like that there is a huge conscious awareness right now with a lot of people and, and struggling with that in this time for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think too, for me, what came to just came up for me is it's such a crazy time to be a parent right now there. I mean, there's no guidebook to be a parent to begin with and parenting is hard. Um, 
And when our entire world is going through something like this, it's, it's a whole shift in parenting about being around friends and conversations to have with your kids and decisions you're making and um, social distancing and what that means. And when you have introverted kids and extroverted kids and how to soothe them and like, it's just a whole next level too. Like not only the normal parenting stuff, but the gosh, what kind of conversations do we need to be having so that I don't pass my fear or my anxieties on to my kids right now too? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's something that, yeah, came up for me last night. It's a a really great point. I'm curious about that because, well, to go along with what you're saying about how to talk to your kids about this. And I'm also curious to know how, how each of our kids are doing with this, because I'm actually really amazed and inspired. I'll use that word by how well my kids are doing right now like if I were to if somebody would have told me about this this situation is going to happen and if I were to guess how my kids would react I would think oh no they'll be so scared or they'll be so upset or they'll be so sad or whatever and they're you know they're have they're like they'd like they kind of want to see their friends and they kind of would like to go to school which is normal but they're not but they're okay you know they're okay Mm -hmm. that's because mom and dad are okay yeah, well, thank you. That I think that's part of it too. That's probably a big part of it. And I also think that kids are just really resilient too, and they they adapt even better than adults do, right? To like, okay, this is our new situation, so here we are. I don't know. It's been really interesting to observe that in my kids. It's so true. Yeah, I think for my daughter, this probably still isn't very real to her. It's still something that's happening outside of of her little world. Um, she's very empathetic, um, very concerned about what's going on, but she also doesn't know anybody personally impacted by this. And, and my life is still pretty normal. Um, you know, going to work and, um, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, we went to a therapy appointment yesterday. So I'm curious to watch as, as this gets closer into our circle, um, because the numbers in Colorado obviously are going up drastically right now, if that will change for her and just making sure she has a solid platform with her therapist and with me and her dad and her sister and that she has a safe place to talk about it as it, as it gets closer to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. We still don't know what's going to happen in the coming weeks. Mm, right now, Logan is A-OK. I think he's loving it, actually. <laughs> I think it's going to be really hard to send him back. He He's going from, in his choice, uh, one pair of pajamas to another pair of pajamas. He really doesn't want to get dressed. <laughs> he's, he's totally, I think, really liking the time at home, not having to go a million different places. Because of all of us, he's the one ha- who has been home totally. Mm-hmm because I'm still working some, Nick's still working, I mean, outside of the home, and Aubrey's still working. So Logan is the only one who's been in the same place for the longest, and he he seems to be enjoying it. So Yeah, I'm our kids get to that. just be. They mm-hmm. don't have to do. They get to just be right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you brought up a good point, Heather, and something maybe we can talk about too is the kind of the fear level about, because I I feel like the energy kind of shifted when we talked a little bit about like not knowing what's to come 
and just uh, checking in with, you know, I think it's really common to be afraid right now or to be scared of, of what's coming or not knowing what to expect moving forward. And so can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll go. Um, I'm struggling right now with, um, the, I talked about this earlier with having some internal conflict, being a people leader in my job. Um, I'm grateful that we're open because it provides financial support to um, our employees. And I feel concerned that because they're not able to isolate that we are potentially contributing to the spread. And then the other thing that's coming up for me right now is I'm a helper and I don't know how to, to help and serve right now in this space. We have our nonprofit with Emily and we're not able to have our community pop-ups. So Emily's working really hard behind the scenes to get our product out to nurses and, and people that need uh, diapers and period products. And I feel like I want to make all the masks and I want to have a 3D printer and help make, you know, ventilator valves. Like I, I want to be doing and helping. And so breathing through that and, and knowing I can't do all of those things and that's okay. And there is little, there are little opportunities of things I can do um, in my community today. I'm going to go and volunteer safely and within compliance um, to do some kid packs for kids in Loveland over at the Loveland food bank. So yeah, I just feel pretty helpless and worried about what's to come uh, with friends and family. And Sarah, we do know a couple of people um, that have already been impacted by this. And um, yeah, I'm scared for, for people getting sick and us not being able to go to our people if they get sick and not being able to hug them and touch them and be with them. Uh, I'm a very extroverted, feely, touchy person. And so this is very scary for me. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that, Heather. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Very. I'm glad that you shared that. I think a lot of people can connect with that. Most people can probably connect with that listening. And a good reminder to be, you know, it's important to go there and also come back to what's happening for you in your body, like feeling your feet, feeling your breath, feeling your heart, feeling yourself grounded, you know, you're, you know, you're sitting, you're, you know, checking in. I think it's okay to there's a lot of big emotions going on right now and, and learning how to let ourselves feel really big emotions. We can, we can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we can be in the moment with our emotions. I've had to uh, just being a yoga instructor for, I guess over like 11 years now, I have not been able to teach online yet. And so I've been struggling with that. I'm like, why is that coming up for me? And it's because I am not sure what I need yet. So I have really been practicing sitting with, with what it is that's going on for me so that then I can help others as well. Because if I don't know what I need, I can't help others with their needs. And so for me, that's been very beneficial to just write about it or just sit with it and, and say to myself, it's okay. Like I also want to help too, but I, I also know that I don't want to project my fears when I show up, I need to show up and I need to show up like, you know, grounded 
And so I need to be grounded for me first and then figure out, you know, how I'm feeling and making room for all of that so that I can, so that I can, yeah, help others as well. So. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point, Amy. That's actually why I'm choosing to work from home this coming week because I could definitely feel myself projecting some of my feelings onto my team. So I wasn't in a good headspace to support them the way that they needed. So going to stay home for a while. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, it is. And I just encourage our self-dialogue is so important right now. It's um, it's so important to just soothe and nurture ourselves with our breath and just the moment and name it like, yeah, this is, this is some big shit, you know, like big time and just naming how you feel, writing it down and just making space for that. I mean, like, it's okay. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. I, I, I 100% agree. And I've been feeling so many feelings physically in my body. Like it's so intense and so strong Mm -hmm. that I, I've said this to my husband, like I've just sort of had this constant feeling of like vibrating almost. And I do a lot of sitting by myself and practicing mindfulness to try to really be in touch with those feelings. It's really important, I think right now. Mm -hmm. And to go with what Heather was saying, I've been absolutely feeling like fear and moments of panic. And I'm, I'm a really visual person. And the way that I'm seeing it is sort of like three, I have like three layers of concern. <laughs> and the first layer is like my immediate family, like the people that live inside my home. And then there's the out, the second layer is like my family who don't live here, but live in other places and just being worried about them, but it's still my family. And then the third level is like the world. And and how this is all affecting our entire, not just our country, but like the whole world and my fear and concern and worry about that. And, and on different days and in different moments, those different layers are coming out for me more, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and for when, it, when I think about this, the inner layer of just my own family, I, for the most part, I feel pretty safe and secure and feel like we're, we're okay and we're healthy and we're safe. But I, I have concern, like for my husband or for my kids, like how are they doing, you know? And then as it gets to those two other outer layers, that's where like the fear and the panic really can come in when I extend out to those outer layers of concern. So what you were saying, Amy, of like sitting with that and really just being quiet with myself is what helps me the most in those times. And being alone, taking walks, or literally just sitting still and meditating, practicing mindfulness. That's what's getting me through. That is totally what is getting me through this time. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. And I think it's easy to mistake our needs and place them on other people. Mm-hmm. I've had to learn that with my daughter in North Carolina. I needed her to be here mm-hmm. for me to know that she was safe, mm-hmm. but she did not need to be here to feel safe. So I had to have a real important conversation with myself and sit with it and be like, okay, she's safe. I trust her. She has everything she needs. She has food, she has water, the basics. She's, you know, she also needs to figure out how to navigate this on her own. And the, it's not helping me to put up a protective layer around my needs to help her if that makes sense. Like she has to navigate this too. Like we all do. And I can't protect her if she's in pain or struggling. 
you know, we all have to give ourselves space to figure out our own way through that. Like that's how life, it's such a gift to give that to someone too. You know what I mean? And ourselves, mm. like how am, how, how do I navigate myself through this? What am, you know, what's coming on for me or, you know, and just let yourself be on that path. And it's a, it's a crazy rocky, you know, it's a, it's a, I don't know. In my picture, I'm picturing like this big rocky mountain and then there's some grassy green areas and then there's like a, a waterfall and then there, you know, just all kinds of crazy things you have to navigate. And so, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, that's what's happening for me with kids too. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I need, you know, what do I need from my kids right now? I need to know they're safe. So she said the words, I, I told her, I'm like, I need to hear that you feel like you're safe. And she said, I, I'm safe, mom. And so I was like, okay, I'll go. I have to go deal with my insecurities around that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, similar for me too, Amy, with Kaylee. You know, she's uh, going out onto her own. And in the beginning, she was looking to me to make a decision. Should I stay with mom? Do I need mom? Or should I get my stuff and stay with her partner. And, uh, at first my instinct was, Nope, I want you home. I have, I have everything I need here. Your partner can even come and stay with us. We'll all coop up together. And then I realized that that was my own fear and my own insecurity. She still has to go out and work. She uh, works at a drive through coffee shop. So that is essential. And, uh, so yeah, we, we talked about it and I told her that she, you know, reminded her that she has everything that she needs. We'll check in with each other. And it's been really uh, awesome to see her navigate that and, and build that confidence and, and trust in herself too. It's been hard and good. Yeah. I'm processing everything. <laughs> I feel like I'm soaking it all in. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I have Aubrey here and it's interesting because yesterday, just yesterday, Nick said to her, if your partner comes up here and wants to see you and you go over to his house or whatever, I don't want you to come back (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I don't want you like contaminating, like you can't go back and forth and you, you have to like stay one place or another and I was like, oh, oh gosh, I had that instant like panic yep. within me, like, oh, but I don't want her. Let her go back and forth. I don't want her to have to be yeah. there. But you're right. It is it is her her choice and her being able to navigate through this mm-hmm. um, and make her choices. So I probably needed to hear that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. And yeah. Well, we feel like we have more control if they're within our grasp and once they're not, the control is kind of out of our hands, which it's out of our hands anyways. Right. But yeah. That takes us back to what we were saying in the very beginning about we don't have control. And Mm -hmm. that's what's so scary because control gives us this false sense of safety, right? Mm -hmm. When we feel like we're in control, we feel safe. And if we're out of control... We feel unsafe. And this is a situation where we're out of control. So it feels unsafe. <laughs> yeah. And that's scary. Totally. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's this illusion that we create for ourselves. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit. One thing I, is coming up for me because I do think, so 
I want to know your thoughts on how do we find this balance? Because we can definitely go to one end of the extreme and we can catastrophize and we can think of the worst case scenario and live in fear and worry. Or we can go to the other opposite end of the spectrum where we're like, try and stay blissfully unaware, which neither one of those is good, right? Like, I think we need to be prepared. Like we need to look at what could happen, but we also need to balance that with caring for ourselves and being mindful and all of those things also. So how do you, what are your thoughts on how do we safely do both of those things? I think that's a big question. So, um, (laughs) just like, Hmm, (laughs) so I'm just going to wing it (laughs) Uh, from, in my experience, um, and also from a parenting perspective, since that's what we're kind of talking about, I think structure is important there. We have to create a new sense of normal for us and whatever that looks like for us. I think it's, you know, for me, like it's important to get up and have a shower and put my shoes on and get dressed and, work and make sure everybody has the, their basic needs and check in with everybody and just be having more conversations, you know, um, for me with everyone so that I can hear or see that everyone is around me, you know, feels pretty good. And then I can take care of my own needs and, and just keeping it as simple as you possibly can, you know, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really have any details around that. Maybe they'll come up, but, um, yeah, get up. Hmm. I'm feeling hungry. I'm going to go eat. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, hey, Vance is up. Hey, did you sleep good? Great. You know, mm-hmm. hmm. I have some work I need to do or, you know, I don't know, but I, I think we all have certain, especially if you're working from home right now, which a lot of us are like, you know, setting a schedule for that and, you know, just back to the basics. I'm going to work from this to this, and then I'm going to take a lunch break and check in with everyone in my house. And then I'm going to go back to, you know, everybody just sort of creating almost like what I'm picturing is everybody sitting around the dinner table and saying, what do I need? You know, what's important for me to do during the day? And we write it all down and we figure out a schedule and you have some structure. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's helpful, but that's just kind of what came up for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it is. And but what also what came up for me as you were talking is that it's really about individual needs because for different people, that's, it's going to be different things. And as you were, you were saying for you, it's important to get up and take a shower and put your shoes on and get dressed. And it made me think like my husband has been working from home for two weeks and he has said he has to get up, take a shower, put on his actual work clothes, like the clothes he wears when he goes to work and then he does his work. And he feels like if he didn't do that, he wouldn't be able to really do his work, but I don't need to do that. Like I'm, I'm in my pajamas right now. And, and so we have different needs. And so I think a big part of it too, is being in touch, however that, whatever that means for you, but to be in touch with what you need and what will help you feel sane and comforted and balanced, because it's going to be different and it's going to be different probably for every person in your, in your house too. So like, we were talking about control, but even if to say like to demand that your kids get dressed every day might not be what they need, mm-hmm. right? Or to demand that they don't get dressed or whatever, like to make demands on other people to do certain things that feel comfortable for you isn't necessarily what that person needs to do to feel comfortable for them. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. 
Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, and being okay with the differences. No, that's where the, you know, the shoulds come in. I should be like this person or should this person needs that. So should I need that? Like yeah. being okay with not being like everybody else, not even having the same feelings that everybody else has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like really <laughs> being okay with you in this time, which mm-hmm. might be hard, <laughs> but Mm-hmm. Well, I think that is the unexpected blessing in this in this uh, situation is we're being forced to be more still and get back to basic uh, needs instead of distracting ourselves with all of our wants. You know, we can't just go shopping or go out to eat or do the things that give us a sense of filling our day with things that we actually don't need and that can be incredibly painful for people and also Mm -hmm. so necessary. So the ironic thing that I'm feeling is more space than I've ever felt before, probably in my adult life. Um, And I've been parenting since I was 21. So my entire adult life, I feel like for the first time ever, my children, myself, my, all the, all the people in the world really right now, are being given or forced to be given this opportunity to figure out what actually do we need and let's let's just talk about our feelings and let's feel our feelings we have to we have to and it's a blessing and it's hard <laughs> mm-hmm. totally yeah getting back to being completely transparent which i'm going to be soon with all my gray hair showing cuz i can't go to the hairstylist <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Sarah. I was like, oh no, my real hair is going to come out. (laughs) Self-acceptance. Like every part of ourselves. (laughs) On natural. Yeah. Yeah. Self-acceptance is right. Getting back to the basics. Totally. Yep. Growth is uncomfortable. And this is a big period for all of us to surrender to some growth. Mm -hmm. And there's no like rule book or what's gonna what's gonna come out at the end but it will be a beautiful process and things that are hard always yeah they always come out what's the word I'm looking for more profound at the end of the journey and Mm -hmm. closer to the core of ourselves and learning about ourselves and and the relationships we have with ourselves right yeah I love that Yeah. And for me, I'll just add, I love everything you guys have said. For me, the balance too is a part of that balance is also listening and abiding by the warnings that our leaders are putting in place. I think making sure that we are doing our part to stay home and to to allow them to do the hard work in that area for us and, and to follow that. I think there's some comfort within me that I don't have to, I don't have to be glued to the TV. I don't have to be, I don't have to be worrying about how to keep myself or my family safe because there are a lot of other people who are working really hard to give us the information that we need on how we do that. So I find comfort in being able to let that go and, and rely on the people who are helping us in that way. 
And then I think that because I do think it's important to be aware, like to follow those things. There are so many people who aren't. And yeah, I, I think I find comfort in that. And then that creates a lot of space too, to, to feel comfortable and then leaning on what I need specifically. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I think nobody likes to be told what to do. And we're seeing that right now. Like none of us like to be bossed around and we have to, sometimes you just gotta do what you're told. Mm-hmm. Totally. We're all in timeout right now. <laughs> but it's all, for me, it's helpful because like Heather, you were saying, you don't, you feel helpless or you feel like you, you want to be able to help. And honestly, by staying home and staying out of there's people out there that have to work that are that they're essential. There's the the medical workers. There's the the people that that need to be out there, and the people who don't are helping by staying out of the way and staying home and staying away from people. So that's one way, at least for me, that's comforting. Like I'm mm-hmm. doing my part by staying away from people and protect. We're that's how we're protecting each other. That's we're all serving each other that way. Yeah, great perspective. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's really good all right well we are going to close out anybody want to give one last tip or one last word of love or encouragement to our listeners I do have some one more thing that I wanted to share which is that this hasn't come up at all but in my past life before I did what I'm doing now I was an elementary school teacher and I actually my job my last job as an elementary school teacher was working with homeschool families and supporting the parents and homeschooling. So I actually have a lot of background in that. And, and even though I do this situation, like I feel overwhelmed by the idea of having my kids home from school and, and having being, you know, somewhat responsible for their education and all that. So I just want to say that for anyone who is feeling that overwhelm or that what am I supposed to do with my kids? It's absolutely normal to be feeling that way. And um, as I said at the beginning, it's just we're in such a different situation. You don't have to hold yourself to normal expectations. And I think that's really important. That's good. I'm so glad you brought it back around to that, Juliet. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, we were talking about kids and homeschooling. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I think it's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And also a reminder to parents out there that education isn't just from a textbook. We are learning how to navigate life, how to navigate our emotions, how to navigate conversation deep now. And those are skills that will serve us all, including our kids, learning how to just feel the feelings and feel support around that. Mm-hmm. So Amen. just encouragement that it's not always from a textbook. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of education in this journey right now for all of us. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And if you are doing things you said you would never do, you're not alone because we all are. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm binge watching TV right now and I've said I would never do that. So mm-hmm. I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And just for the record, the grape uncrustables are better than the strawberry. I can't even. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Maybe I'll try an uncrustable by the time it's all over. <laughs> 
someone needs to do a uh, we'll do a shipment of uncrustables to amy's house (laughs) (laughs) it's disturbing the last time i went to the grocery store like a week ago they're like not a lot of stuff but the uncrustables were full stock and i'm like (laughs) what is this mean (laughs) (laughs) all right well i am running low on toilet paper and so um I I may be putting out an SOS here soon on that one but I just really hope that on a serious note that everybody is getting what they need physically and emotionally and I hope that this was helpful in just helping people to feel and understand that they're, they're not alone that we're all struggling through this we're all trying to figure it out and um And I just really encourage listeners to reach out, reach out to different online communities. The We Spot is doing Zooms. Um, Our next one is Friday, this Friday at 6.30. That this might actually post after this, but uh, after that, but they will be continually ongoing. And I know Juliet does stuff. I know there's a lot of amazing people out there who are really wanting to help from from their computers and just to give people a space to connect and be able to um, talk about how they're feeling and all of that. And I think that's really important right now as well. So reach out, talk to people, even though we are apart, we're still in this together. So thank you. Yeah. And we have our coffee talk on this Wednesday too, the, the first. Yes. So we, Oh, yes. So we are doing reoccurring on Wednesday mornings. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) Uh, So in the wee spot, Wednesday mornings at nine o'clock, we nine o'clock mountain time, we are doing uh, just virtual coffee. So join us for that as well. And that's open to everyone. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll join. Yay. (laughs) Good. That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much, ladies, for being here. Thank you for this awesome conversation. I appreciate each one of you so much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Appreciate you too. Thank you, ladies. All right, my friends, what an awesome interview. We absolutely believe in the power of our stories, and we are so very grateful to our guests who have the courage to speak their truth and share their heart, experiences, and light with all of us. If you want more of the WE podcast, make sure you head over to theweespot.com where you can find all of our episodes as well as the WE Spot blog. The We Spot is your go-to spot for growth, connection, authenticity, and encouragement. You can also find us on social media. Head over to the We Spot Facebook and Instagram pages and get plugged in. You can also find me, Sarah Moneras, on my personal Facebook and Instagram pages as well. If you love the We Podcast, we would be thrilled for you to rate the podcast and write us a review. We want as many people as possible to be lifted up in growth and get connected with our community. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes dropping every single week. We can't wait to see you over on social media. Thank you for being here today. It means a lot to us. Remember, your story makes you who you are. 
Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.